Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. Episode 60, the big 6-0, kind of a squeeze one in around Thanksgiving with today's news. And uh, I'm talking to you on Wednesday, November 25th. Uh, the news today that uh, um, rugged and uh, just uh, sacrificed the body, heart and soul guy, Johnny Boychuk, the, the defenseman, 36, um, his career has to come to an end uh, because of the irreparable eye damage uh, suffered on March 3rd when he was cut by uh, the skate blade of Arturi Lekkinen of the Montreal Canadiens. So coming to you with a quickie uh, podcast here and uh, the people back in the home office are telling me I should be getting in and out of this quickly and not just because I'm actually on vacation right now. And hi, I'm your host. Maybe we should start there. I am your host, Andrew Gross. You can find me on Twitter at A Gross Newsday. And yes, coming to you from my vacation to talk about Johnny Boychuk's uh, uh, we don't want to call it a retirement yet. Um, that's a technicality that we'll get into. But Johnny Boychuk will no longer be able to play because of the eye damage. As I said, he suffered uh, when the escape blade of Arturi Lekkanen cut him across the uh, left eye, requiring 90 stitches. And uh, he, he did come back and play three postseason games, uh, suffering a concussion in his first one before coming back uh, much later in the playoffs after Andy Green had essentially supplanted him amongst... The, among, amongst uh, see, I'm on vacation. I can't talk anymore, but amongst the top six. Um, but before we, we get to that, I just want to play you a couple of quick clips from Johnny Boychuk's uh, often emotional Zoom teleconference with the media today in which he talked about uh, the injury and his decision uh, to to not play any longer. And really, he, as you'll hear, it's, it, it's no lo- it wasn't really a decision, as he told uh, Newsday's Colin Stevenson, who subbed for me on the uh, call. Uh, it was really a life choice. Um, there, there is some irreparable damage there, and he would not be safe. Uh, you know, optic nerve damage, um, some trouble seeing peripherally. Um, you know, he's just not safe out on the rink at the speed, and not even at the speed, but he's just not safe uh, on an NHL rink anymore. But uh, Johnny Boychuk first um, answering a question from uh, Shannon Hogan, um, of MSG Networks about uh, his decision. And uh, I don't know if it comes out, but you can hear Johnny kind of stop himself a couple of times. And, and he did that throughout the course of the 18 minutes. Uh, he he stopped himself. And, you know, my, my impressions watching uh, the Zoom teleconference later was it, it really looked like, you know, a 12 or 13-year-old kid who had been told he could no longer play. That, you know, it, it was that level 
it, it was you could see it was something that's being taken away from Johnny Boychuk, um, and he's having trouble processing it, even though he's had two months to deal with it now. So you know, Johnny is always the life of the party and and a, and a big teddy bear, and you know, he, I, I think it hurts everyone who knows him uh, to see him so emotional about this stuff because you know how much this means to him. But anyway, uh, Shannon Hogan asked him about his decision and, and what went into it. And then, uh, like I said, uh, my teammate, my Newsday teammate, Colin Stevenson, was on the Zoom teleconference. And he, uh, he asked Johnny about whether any of this damage could be reversed, whether there was a chance he would be able to play again, or whether this was permanent damage. So here are a couple of quick clips from Johnny Boychuk's Zoom teleconference. It's been pretty tough, actually. I mean, well, knowing something that, you know, you kind of knew something was going on. And um, then once you get the results back, and it was been, it's been like a couple months now, and you, you've been thinking about it every day, all day. And, you know, you want to do the right things and make sure that you're you're healthy enough to hopefully play again and realizing that you're not and then going through all these tests and then you know doing going to doctors and it's just and then you try to not try to not think about it but i mean when you're when you're doing everything day to day and you um you realize something's wrong it's tough what was it your decision johnny or was it the medical people that told you not to not to go forward i i I don't even think it was a decision i mean when 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 you play with it and realize there's something wrong and then you go and get tests i don't think it was a a, it wasn't really a decision it was uh it was a life choice i guess because if if I was to go and play again and not being able to see somebody coming and getting hit, I could be a lot worse than what I was. I'll start here on Johnny Boychuk. Um, Like I said, you know, just a teddy bear of a man uh, always goes out of his way, uh, you know, especially with teammates, you know, taking teammates in. Uh, having him stay at his house. Um, He just goes out of his way to try and make everyone feel involved. And and that included the media. You know, a lot of fun off-the-record chats with him. Um, Guy that loves to joke around, great sense of humor, um, but never did it come at the expense of what he put on the ice. And, And if you talk to Barry Trotz, there wasn't a player on that bench that he trusted more in the third period than Johnny Boychuk. You know, there, as Barry has said repeatedly, there are times in the first and second period where you wonder what the heck this guy's doing. But when it came to the third period, Johnny just put everything on the line. Uh, his, you know, sacrificing his body meant little to him. And, and we've seen him, you know, not just this this skate blade to his left left eye which is just horrendous uh the 90 stitches um but also the previous season uh i believe it was against the flyers or uh, i'm 
not necessarily remembering against who it was against, but he, he did take that, that skate blade to the throat area, which he said was one of the scarier moments of his life, and he just wanted to get off the ice because he was so afraid that he was really, really, really hurt, and he didn't want to be hurt in front of everyone in the stands. Um, I had a you know a very long you know again emotional chat about that incident, um, but certainly this one is the one that uh, that ends Johnny's career, um, and, and really what a career it's been for Johnny Boychuk. He, he's uh, he won the Stanley Cup in 2011 with the Boston Bruins. Spent six seasons here on the island um, after after being traded from Boston. Uh, him and Nick Letty uh, arriving on the same day, Garth Snow engineering those two big moves, um, pairing those two up. And really, those were that was the pair for the most of their six seasons together. And, uh, you know, uh, w- when I think about Johnny Boychuk, I, I, like I said, I, I think both off the ice and on the ice, and I, I think on the ice just how he was willing to sacrifice and it was never about Johnny Boychuk. It was always about the team. Um, you know, as Barry Trotz has said, at times he would make some maddening plays. I, I think he, for the most part, would always make up for it somehow. Um, and then I think of him off the ice, uh, just the commensurate, just the ultimate teammate. Um with, with the way, like I said, he treated everyone in that room, how funny he was, always chirping on the bench, chirping on the ice, loved to chirp, um, always good natured, <laughs> could take it as well as give it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I saw him as a father and a husband, uh, just, you know, always, you know, doting on his family, uh, just, you know, I, I know we all love our families. Uh, we all, you know, have different ways of showing it. Some of us have those, you know, uh, I talk more about our families. And and Johnny just, you know, it, you could tell the love he had for his kids, for his wife, the admiration he had for his wife, uh, for, for, for raising his kids. Uh, it was just... You know, uh, everything about Johnny Boychuk was a positive. It, it really was. And, and like I said, you know, I, I can't really, you know, tell you why he was funny other than he would just say funny things. And he had a funny way of looking at life. And he had a very happy-go-lucky way of looking at life. And, and those are the kinds of people, especially when he puts his body on the line all the time on the ice, those are the kind of people that are invaluable on a hockey team. Um, you know, and and, and oddly... Uh, Johnny, he, he got hurt on March 3rd. Oddly, uh, Johnny was, I, I believe he was, he might have been the last Islander player I talked to in person. Um, we were all in Calgary. Uh, the, the game on March uh, 12th or March, March 11th gets postponed. The team flies home on March 12th. But on March 11th, I believe it was, um, Arthur Staple and I went out to grab a lunch after uh, the morning practice had been canceled. And as we walked back to our hotel and, and that, <laughs> that Arthur and I's lunch that day, a very good sushi lunch in Calgary, if I remember that may be, I think that was the last time I've actually been in a restaurant. 
<laughs> you know, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But anyway, so we're walking back to the hotel and, and Johnny Boychuk is standing outside the hotel. He's, you know, the, the team's getting ready to uh, take the team bus back to the airport to fly home. Uh, and who knows when we're going to see each other again. So, you know, Johnny's obviously injured. His his left eye is a mess. Uh, just imagine the worst shiner you've ever seen. And, and, and Johnny was a couple of levels beyond that. I mean, very ugly. Yeah, I believe he was wearing an eye patch or maybe, but he did show us the eye there. And, uh, you know, but he was making jokes about it. And some of the other jokes he made you know, in public, but he was talking about how this was screwing with the voice recognition on his iPhone, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we chatted with him, you know, maybe three, four minutes, nothing more, nothing on the record, just, you know, be well, be safe, get healthy. Hopefully we'll see you soon. And I believe that was the last Islander player I, I, I've talked to face to face because of this pandemic. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're all going to miss Johnny's presence in, in the dressing room, media and players alike. Um, but, you know, uh, more more nitty-gritty, you know, as far as missing Johnny Boychuk, you know, I, I know people were asking on Twitter, and, and because the NHL is, is a salary cap world, you're going to ask, there are going to be questions about what happens to the rest of uh, Johnny Boychuk's contract, which still had two years left to run, and he's at a cap hit of $6 million per season, and... Um, well, I mean, it it does have serious salary cap implications, um, you know, and, and I always refer back to uh, the invaluable capfriendly.com and capfriendly on Twitter because th- those guys, you know, handle the, uh, you know, salary cap as well as anyone on the planet here. So I'll just read you a couple of capfriendly tweets after uh, Johnny Boychuk um uh, Johnny Boychuk's announcement today. One is, if Johnny Boychuk files for retirement from the NHL, his $6 million cap hit in 2021 and 21-22 will come off the Islanders' salary cap and they will be free and will free up that space for the club to use. Uh, whether or not Boychuk needs to pay back his $2.7 million, uh, $2.75 million signing bonus depends on his contract and any, uh, you know, any clawback causes, uh, clauses. And then uh, Cap Friendly also tweeted out, if Johnny Boychuk does not file for retirement, the league would then not terminate his contract and he'd be placed on IR, uh, long-term injured reserve. His cap hit would continue to count against the Islanders' salary cap. However, the club could place him on LTIR, allowing them to exceed their uh, basically, their cap ceiling by Boychuk's six million dollar cap hit. So e- either way, um, the Islanders do receive some cap flexibility here. Um, I, I, you know, Johnny on his Zoom did not. He sort of danced around whether this was a retirement or not. You know, if if he retires, he's walking away from money. He's walking away from the salary owed him. Uh, the next couple of seasons, not necessarily $12 million. The, uh, the, the contract paid him off at, uh, more at the beginning. Um, but whatever money is, is owed to him on salary for the t- next two seasons, Boychuk walks away from, and, and the Islanders get that $6 million, 
you know, off their dockets. Uh, more likely is is the LTIR um, uh, option, in which case the Islanders do gain the salary cap flexibility to exceed the cap um, by by Boychuk's six million, and Boychuk will also receive whatever money is due to him on his contract. Uh, you know, I, I think everyone expects uh, Johnny Boychuk to to wind up on LTIR, and I think that was very, very, uh, you know, spelled out today when, when, when Boychuk would not, you know, necessarily say he was retiring. And, and the Islanders' press release on this was also, also very carefully worded not to include the word retirement. So I think we're looking at LTIR for Boychuk. Either way, that does give the Islanders some cap flexibility. And, and the, the Islanders do need cap flexibility. Um, you know, before today, they were $3.9 million approximately, again, according to Cap Friendly, under the flat $81.5 million. Uh, salary cap for this upcoming season, and we all know that is not going to be enough to fit Matthew Barzell under the upcoming salary cap at 81.5. Uh, freeing up that $6 million, uh gets the Islanders a lot closer to affording Barzell, and again, you know, industry expectations have long been, and this was something I was told um, from a source I think it might. I think it was in November. Uh, to be honest, uh, was that Barzell most likely the most likely outcome would be a, a bridge deal, two or three years at seven million uh, cap hit per season. So you know this the, the six million off the Islanders' docket. However, you're doing it, it really frees up a lot of money to get the Barzell deal done. I think. Uh, going forward, uh, you know, it, it's now November. We don't know when the next NHL season is going to start. I am, I am calling BS on on or around January first. I I don't think that's happening. But you know, I do think sometime February first or or maybe a little bit before then is when we'll actually see hockey. But uh, you know, I, I I do think this is going to kind of break the dam and, and allow the Islanders to 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 get that deal with Barzell signed. Um, also, the Islanders, I, I, you know, do have deals on the table with Matt Martin, defenseman Andy Green, who uh, you know becomes more and more important not only with Johnny Boychuk's retirement, but with uh, Devontae's trade to the Colorado Avalanche. They still got Corey Schneider who's coming in. They haven't officially announced that deal. So, you know, for those three players, what are we looking at? We're, we're looking at over, you know, over $3 million to get those three in. You know, probably closer 3.5, 3.75 to get all three of those guys uh, in this season. And then if you look at uh, Matthew Barzell at seven, you're still looking at, you know, maybe $10 million uh, in salaries that need to, to be doled out. And that's not even including getting one of the prospects like a Oliver Wallstrom or a, a Simon Holmstrom or a Kiefer Bellows or an Otto Koivula onto the roster as well. Um, so really, you know, uh, Boychuk's money coming off the cap helps. You're, you're, you're still going to need a little bit more. And although, you know, if just... 
saying this because, you know, this has been out there for a while. If Andrew Ladd winds up on LTIR as well, that will probably do it for the Islanders along with Boychuk. Um, yet to see, I know Andrew Ladd wants to play. Uh, I, I don't think this is an easy, oh, Andrew Ladd's going in L, on LTIR. My my understanding is Andrew Ladd will come to training camp and try and prove that he belongs on an NHL roster. So that's, to me, that's not a slam dunk. But if Ladd does wind up on LTIR, that that further really alleviates all of the Islanders' cap crunch issues. Um, you know, just going over what uh, Johnny Boychuk said uh, on the rest of the... Uh, uh, Zoom call. You know, he felt he felt something after the Islanders' postseason run was was done, uh, coming home from the bubble. Again, he played those two games after he came back from the concussion. Um, he told Lou Lamarillo he got it checked out. That was about two months ago. His quote was, "He knew there was something going on, but I didn't want to think about it. Um, you, you you try to play through everything, and I did." Basically, he was joking. He said, you know, when when he finally got the tests and he, he was told exactly what the diagnosis was, which is, you know, he's got peripheral vision issues. He's got optic nerve damage. Um, you know, some of the damage is irreversible. It, it's stuff he will deal with for the rest of his life. Uh, he, he, he he cracked himself up because he said when he got all these test results, he said, quote, it was kind of an eye-opener. And then he realized what he said, and he started laughing. And that's, to bring it back to the beginning, that is what I love about Johnny Boychuk. So all I can say is, Johnny Boychuk, all the best to you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the good times. Thank you for the interviews. I enjoyed the uh, the, the, the private jokes and, you know, talking about, stuff other than hockey in the funny way that Johnny Boychuk did did it. I'm going to miss all of that. Although, if you listen to the Zoom conference call, I don't think Johnny Boychuk will ever be far away from hockey. This guy is a coach in waiting. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a head coach in waiting just yet, but I, I certainly see all the qualities to make him a very good, you know, leader of men. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, be it an NHL assistant or an AHL assistant or, you know, even a junior hockey assistant, wherever he wants to go. I, I think Johnny Boychuk will be involved with hockey. I think he will be involved in teaching hockey. I, I just, it's in his blood. You hear that all the time. He loves it. He love, love, loves it. And again, getting back to, you know, a 13-year-old kid having something taken away from him, he's going to, to hold on to hockey in any way he can. Um, and then, just to wrap this up, we're going to do a very, very, very quick run through Andrew's Answers. It's time for your questions with Andrew's Answers. And I'm just going to, like I said, run through this pretty quickly. Stu asks, our deep defense has sustained two significant blows this offseason. Do you expect Letty Mayfield second pairing when things eventually restart? Also, can you can defense still be viewed as an organizational strength at this point? Yeah, I, I, I still, even without Taze and without Boychuk, you know, you're bringing back uh, Andy Green, uh, you have to bring back Andy Green right now. Um, 
and you know Noah Dobson is going to get a full time role. You still got Thomas Hickey. Uh, you got defensemen down in the AHL. You know uh, Sebastian Ajo. Uh, he, he's right there, ready to be an NHL player. Uh, Parker Wotherspoon, uh, Mitch Van de Sumpel. Uh, you know, these are guys that are getting to on the cusp, especially if Van de Sumpel comes back healthy. Uh, Bodie Wild is, is still in the organization. I, I still do see defense as an organizational strength. You can never have enough defensemen. Um, do I still see Letty Mayfield second pairing? Yeah, uh, Pulak, Pellick is a thing. And, and I think Andy Green, uh, Noah Dobson is certainly going to be a thing. And that would leave Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield as a thing. Um, midlife crisis wonders, should I be worried as a fan that the Islanders are a good to very good team, but probably not winning a cup with the current roster? Do you think Lou recognizes this? I mean, Lou is always looking to add. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a Lou apologist here. This is a very odd offseason. I mean, it's a really odd offseason with a flat salary cap and zero revenues expected, uh, at least to start the season. So, uh, you know, adding has been tough. And, and the Islanders, yeah, they, they, a little bit of a step back. I mean, even more, you know, I, I shouldn't even, you know, disrespect him by saying a little bit of a step back. You know, losing Devontae's and Johnny Boychuk are, is a blow to, to the depth and the team. I, I still think they're a very good team. I, I, you know, could they win a cup with their current roster? I, I thought they could have won the cup, um, you know, once they got to the uh, conference finals. I thought they could have won the cup. You don't know what Ilya Sorokin could be. If if he comes in and he's Igor Shosturkin or better uh, for the Islanders, you know, that's a, a great one-two in net. And as you know, you get to the postseason, hot goalies are, you know, uh, the number one thing you look for. So, I'm, you know, I think fans are always worried. But, no, the Islanders are still a very good, very good team. Um, Macro Bubble says, who steps up for Boychuk now is the heart of the team, the guts, sacrifice, and smile. I mean, the, the obviously, you know, Anders Lee is the captain, and he gives you a ton of that stuff, too. The great thing about the Islanders um, is it's not just Johnny Boychuk. It's not just Anders Lee. Um, I, I, I throw Matt Martin and Casey Sezikis and Cal Glutterbuck into that, you know, heart of the team type of thing. Um, there are a lot of guys in that room who, who get it, the, the, the sacrifice and and and. and making teammates feel included. And I think that goes for everyone I, I just mentioned. You know, even the younger guys, Anthony Beauvillier, um, you know, uh, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey. It really is a, a family-like atmosphere in there. Um, eventually, eventually, this is going to have to be Matthew Barzell's team. And I think you're eventually, and, and we're not there yet, but eventually you're going to, I think, have to think of Matthew Barzell as the heart of this team. But I, I think we're still a couple of seasons away from that. Let's see. Um, Isles Rule, I, I think I answered your question about him being put on LTIR. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, in Trots We Trust, I talked about Andrew Ladd, Thomas Hahn. I, I, I think I talked about, yes, being closer to signing Matthew Barzell. 
Um, Melissa says, do you think Boychuk will stay with the organization like Seidenberg did? I, I certainly think so. Yeah, like I just mentioned, I don't think you get uh, hockey out of Johnny Boychuk. And as he mentioned, his, his, he built a house or he has owns a home on the island with his wife. This is where they're raising their kids. Asterisk everything this year. What are the odds? Lad goes on LTIR2. Let me place that at about 50-50 right now. M1K3.MO goes, do you fry, bake, or grill your Thanksgiving turkey? And yeah, we we put it in the oven um, and we bake it up. Um, But it still stays moist. It's a, it's a very moist turkey. Very happy with that. And then uh, Notorious Imp says, what brew with the turkey? And if you can go up to Vermont and get some, uh, go get some Heady Topper. I am big on the Heady Topper. And that is it for the questions for Andrew's answers. That is it for episode Six zero of Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. I'm wishing everyone a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I, I know 2020 has been a ridiculously tough year for all of us in, in all sorts of manners. Um, through it all, I, I think we can all just be thankful for for the family and the loved ones and and the friends that we do have and that's what I'm I'm choosing to think about right now and and of course all of you listeners and all of you Islander fans and hopefully we are gathering soon to uh, actually watch some games um I never do this I do want to give one shout out and please don't uh you know, foul up my uh, inbox with a million requests for this. I'm doing this for a specific reason that all parties involved will know about. But uh, Eric Platt, if you're listening, uh, you know, cheers, buddy. Um, And I got your buddy, uh, Brendan, at my kitchen uh, in my dining room table right now. So whenever you're ready, you can, uh, you know, just let him know uh, that, um, you know, he's welcome here. Anyway, all the best to everyone. If you're looking for uh, content, go to newsday.com backslash sports. Uh, You can find everything there, all the old episodes of Island Ice. You can find them wherever podcasts are found, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc. And until we talk again, which will probably be after my vacation, maybe, happy hockey, everybody.